Yeah, today on uh, the fourth Sunday of Easter, it's also known as Good Shepherd Sunday. So happy uh, Good Shepherd Sunday to all of you. In today's gospel, Jesus identifies himself as the Good Shepherd. Right? He's so committed to us. Right? He loves us so much that he would lay down his life for us. He makes a pretty clear distinction, right, uh, of what a good shepherd does, right? He cares for his flock, lays down his life, as opposed to the opposite, a hired hand or a bad shepherd. Yeah, you know, sometimes in the gospel, Jesus speaks in parables or sometimes language that is difficult for us to understand, especially living 2,000 years later. And so, you know, it, there's that need for us to go deeper, maybe look into the first century uh, Jewish context in order to understand what he's talking about. But uh, I, I think we have an understanding of, of sheep and shepherd and, and certainly his words today yeah, it isn't the case where, uh, you know, the priest has to explain, oh, this is what he's referring to, by the way. Right? He, he's very clear in his teaching. What about a bad lamb? Right? He talks about a good shepherd and a bad shepherd. What about... A bad lamb. Well, what would be, uh, this is what I was thinking about for some reason, uh, hopefully inspired during my uh, reflection and preparation for this Sunday's homily. What, what would make up a bad lamb? You know, so this is uh, what I thought of. And I don't know, maybe you could think of other things too. So a bad lamb, even though he may... Uh, here, the voice of the shepherd doesn't listen to the shepherd. A bad lamb might leave the flock, leave the shepherd, go out on his or her own, and doesn't even hear, doesn't hear, even hear the voice of the shepherd. Right? That's, that's what I would think, um, some characteristics of a bad lamb. I, yeah, what's the point? Why, why would I speak about this, a bad lamb? And why would Jesus um, take the time to speak about what it is to be a bad shepherd? Right? It's because he wants us to know him better, know who he is. Right? Because when you compare one thing to another, especially if it's like such a high contrast in this case, right, then you could more clearly understand what it is that one thing is because it's not the other. Right? When you compare, when you draw distinctions, the thing that you're trying to explain, the thing that you want people to understand, it becomes, becomes clearer. It increases our intelligibility. Like he's so good to us. He wants us to know who he is. So he, he uses these techniques for us to understand 
more easily. That's also why he calls himself, identifies himself as a good shepherd. He's using analogical language. I know it's a, it's a little philosophical, right? The things that I'm talking about. But it, it helps us to clear up our, our thinking and our believing. Because we know Jesus, uh, certainly explicitly in the gospel, it doesn't mention before his public ministry, like, as a, like what he did as an occupation, right? And certainly the tradition of the church, it doesn't identify Jesus as, oh, he had this job before, uh, before he was baptized and he started his public ministry. Maybe oh, we know his trade, the trade of his father, Joseph, foster father, was that of a, a woodworker, right? So maybe he did that. But certainly there's nothing to tell us that, yeah, he worked as a shepherd. And yet he wants us to understand the love, the depth of his love for us. So he calls himself the good shepherd. Same reason why he tells us about a bad shepherd. What about good sheep now? A good lamb. A good lamb follows the good shepherd. A good lamb stays close to the good shepherd in close proximity to him. A number of years ago, I had uh, such a blessed opportunity to spend um, a summer in the Holy Land. Now, most of that time was in the Holy City, Jerusalem. And yeah, on the outskirts of the city, uh, they, they still have shepherds and, and, and lamb, flocks of, of sheep, uh, flocks of lamb. So I was able to see firsthand you know, like a, a shepherd in action. And the shepherd uh, was leading his flock across the street. There was some traffic there, so it was holding up traffic. Uh, and you could see out of the flock, like different kinds of, of sheep, right? Some were uh, energetic, young, uh, and, and more mobile, but some were opposite, you know, slower, probably older, I think. Uh, and I noticed uh, as they were crossing the street, you know, one of the sheep kind of got left behind, struggling to keep up. Maybe, maybe uh, it had arthritis, right? So this shepherd, this good shepherd, from what I could tell, he, he noticed that one of his, uh, a member of his flock being separated. So he goes back and then he leads that old you uh, to cross the street but I noticed something interesting too like I said the the young ones the more mobile ones were closer to him they had already crossed the road when the shepherd left to to get the the stray lamb the ones in front, they didn't wander off on their own. They, they stayed there. They stayed together. They waited until the shepherd came back. And this, as, I, as I prepared for um, ordination to the priesthood, because I saw myself as you know, someone young-ish, uh, and someone energetic, enthusiastic about 
about being a priest and, and serving the people of God. But the power, the, the efficacy, the success and the faithfulness of the priest, it lies not in his own power, but in his ability to stay close to the shepherd. Right? So that's an important lesson that, that I took away from this observation of, of the shepherd and the sheep. Like if I'm to be an effective minister, a good priest, a good holy priest, then I have to stay close to the good shepherd. Stay close so that I could hear his voice. Not only hear, but also listen. Um, yeah, it's a lesson I think I, I keep coming back to. Uh, and I think this kind of scenario, this example, like we all could take something away from it too, right? As disciples, as followers of Christ, the good shepherd, how important it is for us to not stray too far where we're not able to hear his voice, but to stay close to him. You know, that, that title that our Lord gives himself, the good shepherd, It's kind of an understatement because good, it could be like a whole spectrum, like a little good, but he's the most good, right? He's the goodest shepherd. I know that's not a word. He's the most good shepherd. He's the source of all goodness. And out of his goodness, he, he draws us close to him. He gives us his very self, his body and blood in the Eucharist. Dear friends, yeah, through this Mass, through Holy Communion today, um, let's renew our commitment to stay close to the Good Shepherd.